<laughs> now, Darren, uh, being a podcast producer, I was actually just curious the whole way through what the heck you think about my downbeat, get us in the groove, opening intro track. Well, it's uh, it's definitely different. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, I really wasn't asking, but... <laughs> <laughs> I know you weren't. I mean, you know, typical podcasters, they get right to business, you know, but you definitely march to the beat of your own drum. I do, thank you. It's very hippie is what you're saying. Here you uh, go. Listen, I'm going to pass you some herbal lubrication. Is that okay? What's happening? Can we do that? I don't know. I don't do that at AT&T, but it's, uh, I'll let you do it. I will do it. So then hand that back to me, and I will smoke that, because I'm in a state where I can do that. Oh, yeah, you do? You have the card and all that stuff? No, it's completely legal where I'm at, so... Wow. We can do that. I love that. Welcome to your freedom. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> How you doing? And you're in the cannabis business. Thank now. you. I am. I am reveling in that a little bit. <laughs> I bet. You just have this new facility out in Arizona now, which is huge and epic. It's funny. We'll just kind of set up a little tea up here. But, you know, you and I were just talking about how we've now known each other for 20 years. Yeah. Right? Um, we, go, we go way back. Way back. Right? And so, and what I thought was unique about you and Brandy being able to kind of finish off this season of Mixed Messages and The Truth is Love season, right? Is that, you know, I was there in the very beginning 20 years ago when you and Brandy first met. I, I met you when you were just head over heels for Brandy. And I was there with you when you were like marshmallow head over heels, right? <laughs> so I actually met witness. And now I'm here with you 20 years later in your home, still hanging out in Florida and you're still head over heels. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know of course all relationships, there's all the adversity and issues and years and seasons, but you're head over heels today as much as I saw you yep. the very first time. And so now this isn't like a me make you know like you guys convincing of that when convincing anybody else i'm, I'm a true friend and longevity and actually member. is the longevity exists it's <laughs> yeah. a real thing yeah right yeah you can get it done and um exactly right and it's you know there's no one fits all formula of it all but i would love to that's why i think this is a special two-part is having you do this one first and then having brandy do hers <laughs> right yeah, now brandy's right. in the bedroom well, so she's trying not to listen but we don't believe it <laughs> yes <laughs> that's true but no, she's just as committed to kind of keeping this between ourselves and then kind of seeing what unfolds. Yeah, right. I mean, look, we've been together for 20 years, so you will likely hear echoed sentiments between the two of us because, I mean, we're not just your atypical married couple. We are 24-7 together. We work together. We play together. We travel together. We do everything together. And probably a bit more so than even the couple that works together because my wife... If I have a doctor's appointment, doesn't matter. We're all going. And if it's a, you know, is it my appointment? It doesn't matter. She's the first one through the doors back there, <laughs> right? Like, the, we are a joined at the hip couple. Yeah, that's just the way. And and so most couples since day one, actually, since day one, most couples can't do that. They kill each other. And so I, I do find that this is uniquely different. My first marriage, I couldn't do that with. My second marriage, I couldn't do that with. Absolutely. This marriage was obviously a match made in heaven. I do have a bit of a philosophy about it. I think when you get multiple marriages in and you recognize that the one you're at, where you're at, is what you were always looking for, right? It's one of those things. Well, I mean, it, I suppose in life, it's like a, a process of elimination. That sucks. That sucks. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Right? right, right, right. So for me, the point at which I said, okay, whether whether it's process of, of elimination or we could be a little bit more sophisticated about it and say that maybe in those first two relationships, I was more emotionally immature. 
I wasn't ready really in life to make that decision. But I did so because I thought I was, right? I didn't show enough patience. If, and let's say I was bottling wine, let's say I didn't wait long enough for that wine to mature. If I open that too soon, it's going to be bitter. It's going to be horrible. And that's usually where we find ourselves in that relationship zone is, is knee-jerking into a relationship. I'm lonely. All my friends are having kids. Uh, they have, you know, dates to go out. You know what I mean? Like, and now we're keeping up with the Joneses as opposed to staying focused on what we want, right? And so I think where I landed in, in my third marriage, I'll be brutally honest, coming out of my second... I straight up was saying I'd rather suck a dick. Pardon my French, if I can be explicit. That's what I said. I, I just I would no never go back to another me. woman. I'm not going to do this. Done. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. just I'm turning my back on women. Screw this. I've been hurt way too much. And quite honestly, I think it was because I was in a personal place of I'm not looking for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's usually when they say it happens about you know the most right. You're just totally not committed to having that happen in your life, and then boom, lightning struck. And like you're saying, like, I mean, emotional maturity, I think it's a big one, right? And premature marriages, relationships, you had children, you know, from these uh, this relationships, right? You know, and that's doing the right thing and, you know, getting married and decisions too, I'm sure, you know, and sure. raising kids and, you know, any, I can speak for myself, that's what I did when, when you know, married Nikki was, we were in love, but we weren't going to get married that fast at all, right? We shotgun wedding it because it was the right thing to do. I was to train that. And so you... Oh, you did that too? I did. It was yeah, the right thing to do. It was the right thing to do. I was, that was the, you know, my conventional background could have changed or been different. It has literally been ruined by it was the right thing to do. That's right, right? I mean, the speed of it, right? And I'm going to marginalize and she's on the, she's been on the show. We've had a really great show together on here too, but... The speed of it was definitely that, right? This was, to, you know, we wanted to get her in the wedding gown before the belly got too big. You know what I mean? Like, that was fact. <laughs> right, you know, right. That's fact. And I certainly was not emotionally mature. I used to say that after I went through that experience, I thought like one of the th theories I had about young relationships kind of suffer from was that, you know, you kind of become the parent you never had or you just become what you think your parent or somebody's parent or your best friend's cool parents who look like they had it going on. You just kind of model yourself. I mean, there's a lack of authenticity for me, at least at that age, because I just did not know how to be a father and a husband right, right off the gates. I mean, right. nobody trained me in that. And so I'm just like, who's father? You know, I know I'm not going to be Beaver Cleaver. I'm certainly no John Lennon, but I need to blend the two. I want my conventional and my artsy pizza in my own drum, but what is it? What does that father look like? How can I model it? And so then I was just stumbling over not being as grounded. As well, I, it kind of look at it like this, unless you're lucky in life, right? I think a lot of us, I know I did. I had a childhood that wasn't all that rosy. I painted it for myself to be rosy. If I were to be in a situation where because of my childhood and who my father was as a role model, do I carry that into, is that my example for being a good husband? If so, I got my work cut out for me because my dad was a shitty husband. He loved me, but he's a shitty father. So I'm not the only person on this planet that's in that situation. Not at all, right? Everywhere, in every house. Like, you know, when you look in the mirror, you don't know. When somebody goes home at, at night, you don't know what they see in their mirror. You know what you see. So you have no idea what, you know, half of this world has had to endure. So when you take that into account and you realize that relationships are usually formed on our impressions of what relationships are instead of 
founded on what we're cultivating it in that moment to be and what we want out of it. I think there's a couple of different approaches. Right, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Are you being your dad? Or am I trying to be not my dad, right? Or, or you know, like, and that's the other side. Like, I didn't have a dad, so all of a sudden now I've got to be super dad. Like, that's, you, you know me, that's been my exactly. hope and desire to be a decent father, you know, for my boys, right? And so that was also a radical, so then also getting married, I wanted to be a good Burr man, you know, my uncle Mike would be proud of and, you know, make an honest woman out of Nikki, of course, and she's beautiful to look at and a great human being. And so we're going to have some babies and create a house. But, you know, you don't get to just like throw your dad hat on and your husband hat on and go, <laughs> okay, I got this covered. Let's roll people. And I didn't have enough emotional maturity or didn't have the talent childhood as well in some ways that, you know, that really had me ready for that. So, of course, you know, we knew where that landed and so does the audience because Nikki and I talked it out on the show. That's interesting. Of I course. Bet, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know Nikki, not well, uh, yeah. but but years and years ago, sweet girl. And I'm, I, it takes an emotional maturity for exes to be able to come together and have like a civil conversation, a mature conversation. Let's keep using the M word for a minute, right? Because it's really what it is, especially when there's kids involved. If you get your ego and get you out of it because really you got to be involved for the rest of your life. So the point at which you can base that relationship with the person that you felt was good enough to make life with in the first place, maybe you could be mature enough to make that relationship work for the rest of your natural life because that's really what it is. You signed up for it. Because now you got kids with that. And hopefully, like that can be reciprocated. And usually, respect begets respect. It's earned. And when you give it, usually that's how you get it back. So it can start with you. Really, you kind of have to navigate a relationship, a marriage like that, right? It's, it's in dialogue and communication. So whether or not you're an ex or you're in it, it's the fundamentals of making it all work. And in all relationships, right? And I think, you know, kind of just bouncing back and forth into another little spot you were mentioning is like, you learned what you learned from your first and second marriage, and now you were not looking for it, and now you- I learned what I didn't want. What you didn't want, exactly, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. you got a big, healthy dose yeah. of, you know, oh, what I didn't crap. want, you know, uh, soup, you know, yeah. <laughs> right? So, so you were definitely not only just jaded about relationship or marriage at that time, and you were, you know, a loving father yourself, you've always supported your children, you, you've, they've always been your priority since I've known you, the only thing that came, it wasn't obvious, it was, you know, it was Brandy, she was the only other person who came in and was like, you were like, boom, now Brandy is my priority with, with my children, right? Like there was a, it just naturally weaved and she stepped into that role as, as I saw it. I'm sure there's more to the story, but I guess I'm just saying now. Do you want to know when I knew it was perfect for me? Please, that sounds perfect. Maybe this is just for me. I think it's probably going to be different for every guy out there, but maybe it's the same for women as well. As a guy, I always, in my first and second marriage, I found myself fantasizing about other women. And not in the inclusive way of, of our modern era. It was a way of like, it's a wandering eye. It was always a looking out like a, a what if and, you know, uh, imagining an active fantasy life of, I mean, my wife could be standing right next to me and I'm eyeballing some other girl right there and I'm off there. You know what I mean? Even if just for a glance. Or Even for if a just moment, for a glance like for a moment. Googling, but, you know, like no, it's always no, there. It's omnipresent. Absolutely. When I met 
Brandy. None of that existed anymore. Just like all the rest of the female population disappeared. It wasn't that it disappeared. It was absolutely there. But the focal point of what drove my fantasies just changed. She was the center of it. And when I realized that, that's when I realized, oh shit, this is real. This supersedes like the traditional male, <laughs> you know, head on a swivel, every hot chick, whatever. And don't get me wrong. Of course, we all appreciate the human form. Of course, yeah. Yeah, but, but that's not the that's not the point here. There's the no point drive is, is to there take was, it anywhere else. The drive is all hundred percent. You can appreciate beauty, but now you don't have that sexual, you know, kind of always drive going in your head, on in going, your head oh, going, oh yeah, what what would it be like if? So that used to be there, but all of a sudden it just changed, and everything in my thoughts, what dominated my thoughts, were her. And that happened pretty early on, didn't it? Very early on. How early on? Pretty fucking uh, quick. But, Pardon me. It was like. Right. But I mean. We, I would say. Weeks, months. I'm just curious. Because when I saw you, you were blown away. It was like you, like a train. Yeah. Just I mean, you. it was. This was pretty instantaneous. That's what I I'm mean, saying. yeah. When, how, when did I know that she was the one? And then she was like my prism and son. Like it was like within weeks, I want to say. Like, well, no. I, I mean, look, we met at a trade show. And, you know, like it was a busy trade show. We We had a lot of stuff going on. You were there. I was there. <laughs> you know what was going on. Yeah. Uh, and, and so we got back from that trade show. You went back to Colorado. I went back to LA. Yep, I remember. Brandy went back to Florida. I remember there being some kind of weird, cheapy uh, hotel slash temporary living thing that was also so for there you. Was, and, there right? was. Remember that? Second floor. I was like closing a, the office in, in LA, LA. And, and moving up to the corporate office in Colorado. And there was this, uh, what was it? It's like this monthly... Yeah, I can't remember. It was a Radisson Suites or exactly. something. Like yeah, it's a temporary a monthly, monthly corporate apartment. apartment. And Darren's it's a hotel room kind it, of thing. It was horrible. <laughs> you remember that? Actually, it was horrible. We made it work. It didn't make you any less excited for her to come visit. If I remember, Brandy came and visited to that spot. Yeah, that, she came to that spot and she was excited. Because, you know, look, I, I was in a bed and breakfast to begin with. <laughs> and, and then they moved me over there because it was like we were definitely looking to find some more long term. But I, I think it just didn't matter because for us, it was just the universe aligned. And our first official date was really her first trip coming to Colorado to visit. And it, she was coming to stay for three days I remember. and ended up staying for a week. And so, you know, how do you navigate that as your first date? No, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, we had to know exactly how you guys were going to navigate it. But uh, <laughs> I'm like, listen, I, I'll, I'll get you, I'll get you a hotel room. I'll take care of everything. And she's like, Oh, well, I'm I'll, coming to see you. I'll so stay, I'll stay with you. Yeah, yeah. Like, All right. Okay. It's like that. Well, and I can speak to this because I was there with you, you know, tossing some beers back even the day before, yeah. I think, right? And uh, if I remember, she was coming the next day. And you were how old? Because you reminded me of like, you know, like if we were both like 15 and 16, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. whatever. Right? And, giddy, and giddy. You were as giddy oh, as my God, I could yeah. ever seen a man at any age. You really were, right? I mean, I'm a freaking one. Is that true? Is yeah, that, you, yeah happened, absolutely. Right? And how old were you just out of curiosity? Uh, it's, this would have been uh, 32. You were 32 years old. Totally jaded to be in a relationship and now head over heels. Absolutely. And I mean, to the extent that when she landed the next day, we had a hard time getting out of the parking lot there at Denver International 
because we were just making out. I like, couldn't stop making out <laughs> yeah. and, until we stopped and said, okay, I, we, we could actually get the car somewhere. and we could go somewhere, yeah, yeah. you know? And <laughs> That's so hot. You know, and, and again, leading and up to delicious. that, right? She had all those moments of like, oh my God, I haven't seen this guy in a few months. Uh, am I going to still feel about him the same way that I felt about him at the trade show? Like, is this all, uh, all the neurotic, and granted my wife is neurotic, but you know, like that's normal, really. You can now call your wife now because we've excused you. Wow, well, because but yeah, I mean, point, at the, stick with us though. We, we at the beginning of it, we, I had no idea, no right? Idea. But yeah. it was, it was still. It, those are those are atypical things. I was worried about it as well. I'm standing there waiting for her to come up. Is this going to go awkward? Is this going to go you know, from the train? Gonna seeing, you know, yeah. what's, what's, what's this going to really be like? Yeah. And it was, you guys we just fell just into each came. other's arms and boom, yeah. that was boom. it. Yeah. And three days just like floated to three, seven. Three then, went to, yeah, I think, I think it was eight actually. And then, yeah, she had to go back to Florida and then it wasn't long. Then she came back and you guys helped pick the little penthouse or the little condo, I mean. The little condo, yeah. The little yeah. cool condo, and that, yeah. which was like a perfect landing spot for you too. That was like the... It was great. That was our new fort. You know, and with, with Brandy. Did. Now it was like the it was almost like a little gang, right? Where it was all guys, and then Brandy comes and then Brandy in, came in, and now she's a part of the gang. It was, and now their headquarters. They now got the headquarters. interesting thing was though, we did it. We made it last. Like we did the long distance thing for about a year. That was about a year because she was still working out in Florida. So we did that long distance thing. Like we had a lot of odds against yeah, us. Yeah, I remember your son was coming to visit, you know, and you were going out and yep. in between before that jumped to, I jumped up, I guess a year. Did I jump a year? Well, saying? no, but think about it. It's, it's been 20 years, dude. Yeah, right, so exactly, like, yeah. yeah, when she arrived, give or take, you know, she had several trips where she came out her whole life and say, I'm with this guy. I came out here. Then it was like, yeah, I guess I am going to move for a guy because she'd always said, I'm never going to move for a guy. And yet she did. Bam. Winning. (laughs) 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 It was interesting. Yeah. And then, you know, it was interesting that I noticed about that was again, just being the witness of one of your witnesses, right. And you guys have many good friends was, is it you actually then, which was a really attractive, which is kind of what I started to realize well, there's something really special here was that you then kind of snapped to and got to what appeared to be your best groove, right? Like you were now, it was almost like you just now had your superpower. You were like a beast where like before when we were still kind of doing the transition and all that, that was all this cool, you know, head over heels. And then there was also the new business and, you know, but now all of a sudden it just seemed like it gave you a zone, right? And I haven't seen you leave that zone since. Well, think about it. Like, you know, there are those duos that they kick ass, right? And they make each other better. My wife makes me better. I make her better. We collectively together go and accomplish things that, I mean, we've done crazy, crazy things together of scale that baffle me. That I think if you asked me 20, 25 years ago, if I thought I would be doing some of those things, I'd I'd, I'd tell you you're not even the things that you have done. Yeah. Not in this universe. I call that like one plus one equals three. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you find that you have a partner that they're invested in everything with you, right? Think about it, right? We get up not being your typical couple, you know, I don't leave the house or she leaves the house and goes and she's gone for eight, nine hours and then comes back and then, you know, honey, how was your day? You get a bit 
a piece here, this little piece there, this nugget. Maybe you get the, the frustrations of your partner's day and that's it. You don't really share in any of the goodness or, or help in, in alleviate any of the stress of that day. And they carry that around. And then at the same time, because you're not necessarily into what they're into, do you really give a shit how their day was? Yeah, that's a strong uh, one right there. Other than like, that's what you do. I don't when want you, you do to come. You, boo, yeah, I don't want you to come home and, and carry your negative shit yeah. to me. But like, is it that? And if it's like that, why are you married in the first place? Right. You know? And there's a lot. Like, I've got a lot of friends who are like that. Yeah, sure. And I'm that like, sounds like about every relationship. In I'm America, like, are you like. nuts? Like, so I think for me, I think I'm lucky because it's an investment, like a real investment. So we had maturity. It was kind of a little thing. It's kind of start socializing, and then there, and I wanted to get back to it, but but now you're just kind of this fully invested. Your mate, your partner. We're tied together. So if we're working together, like, then those things where, you know, maybe I find it stressful, she can handle and vice versa. So we can share those loads and, and from a place of both love and maturity and professionalism, we're able to work together and we know each other's style and, and right. And, yeah. And let, uh, you, let you be it unapologetically. Is that fair to say? I'm not trying to put words. No, but that's true. In. It's absolutely true. And, and we're both, we're both invested in the same things, both invested in the same outcomes. Right. So I, you know, for us that works, doesn't work for everybody. When you don't stomp over each other. Right. I mean, McBrandy's kind of the manager. She runs a show, right? If it's fair to say you guys kind of have a, I mean, you, you were, you're, you're passed, king. Yeah. You're king, you know what I mean? She's queen. I mean, there's that, but I mean, we, we pass, pass the, the ball. We, that sounds we really do. Depending upon what it is, because there's certain things that I think she absolutely is. She needs to go drive the boat. You know what I mean? And then there's things that I'm probably better suited Based on what it is, you know, I think the thing that's good about us is neither one of us is like, we don't have ego in it because whatever outcome we're seeking, we know we get there together. If whatever we're trying to get through either party, Using each other's strengths, yeah. exactly. Complementing the weaknesses. Now, would you call that power exchange? I mean, it's like, you know, cause in a way like, you know, do you share the power and you, you allow it to be, or that's a strong term, right? It kind of has a BDSM culture too. Right? <laughs> Potentially. So, you, know, and some, you know, weird images of the air and leather, but. You kind of look at it as, as a true partnership. Just partnership, just 50, 50. Is that what yeah, you're saying? That little yeah. term 50, 50. Well, yeah, I mean, because. I fish for it, but. I don't even look at it like that because. hundred percent, you're just. Yeah, yeah, we're one unit, right? We're, we're, we're all in. How do you get a relationship umbilical cord like that? Like you said, I can, you just explain how you kind of don't, where you have these kind of spotty times together that don't give each other a real insight. You're not as invested. So you're kind of just sharing space, time, and what you call relationship. You, you, you kind of give that example, right? Where you guys are, you know, sharing one body, one spirit in a sense. It's like an umbilical cord nature, right? It's everything, right? No secrets. How do you get to that? Yeah. How and when and how did it graduate or was it along the way or was it instantly? Because we talked about what your instant infatuation no, and love I, for, but was that always there or did that take time? For us, I think we were always, we, we joked about this last night like and have joked about this for years. We found it hard to get out of the bed for the longest time, for years. And then, then not because you're sleeping so much, but not because we were sleeping so much. <laughs> okay. but, and I'm not saying like we, we were just having constant Bunnies sex or whatever. Yeah. But, but yeah. we looked at the bed as a place of pillow talk. And so we could, we could be in the bed 
And in the bed is a safe space. We can talk about anything. And I mean anything. And there's no punches pulled. Nice. Yeah, None. That's a safety place. That's the safe zone. Safe house. So it's a safe it's house. A bedroom. And yeah. I, I don't know if we've, we've ever talked about it like that, but that's kind of where all oh, this, all, up where it all goes down, really. I've literally people, have, we, there's many of us who all just sat on Darren and Brandy's bed in many places, even in, many in places, hotels, hotels all, all, over, just holding court all over the world while Darren and Brandy sit in the bed, <laughs> in the bed. And, and, and we all just hang. I was going to mention that, right? <laughs> because on the trade show circuit, where, like, where, where are we? We're yeah. in hotel rooms and whatever. It's yeah. like, yeah. You know, everybody so, takes the truth serum when they're sitting on the Darren and Brandy you, bed. Kind of, sort of, right? <laughs> so I kind of look at it like you're pathway to that to each other to that type of a, a currency amongst yourselves your union is dialogue it's just dialogue and it's not being afraid to tell your partner everything it is when you withhold that you get into trouble that you run your your ship onto rocks it's when you withhold in any situation whether it's you're afraid of something happening to a family member, whether you're uh, fearful of your bills or whatever, if you're not sharing whatever with your partner, that is a problem. And I think the point at which you can share truly anything, and when I say anything, I mean you can tell your partner your deepest darkest fears, your deepest, darkest secrets, and your deepest, darkest fantasies, and feel like you can do it without judgment. When you get to that point, your partner knows you and you know them so well that that union, that communion that you experience between partners where you're at that level where you're just finishing each other's sentences and your trust level is at a place where you know you're on the same page, period. And the reason why you know that is because you have- All the information. All the information. Yeah. You're not holding anything back that's and neither right. are they. And when you do that, I mean, that's it's powerfully spoken, Darren, and powerfully lived. And I, you know, I believe that you and Brandy exist in that to this day we do right yeah. not like we're not perfect right no we we're have not painting perfection <laughs> that but you are we do. You, you you don't have any secrets from each other and you've been long past that for a long time and if some random thing pops up you guys will be the first to say it and joke about it and talk about how wrong or right it is and own it and then listen i'll you know, give you one i'll uh, give you one okay. this is this is kind of this is kind of a you know one of those Personal, right okay yeah i when brandy and i got together i knew that there were going to be a few people in my orbit that she would meet that I've slept with. So of course you want to like, Hey, Gotta full disclosure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Because you don't want them to learn. Right. Right. So fully disclosed. Hey, now what did my wife do? My wife took it upon herself. <laughs> this was like a best friend of mine for, since I was 14. Okay, <laughs> right. Right. So I may have <laughs> had a little fun there. My wife took it upon herself to make fun consistently every time she saw this friend. Oh, <laughs> right? really? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. her husband. Oh, you've had sex with my husband. Yes, you know? <laughs> over and over, over and, and over. over. It never, it never gets old. And you know what? She's okay with it. Yeah, right, right. Do you know why? Because I didn't hide it from her. Right, exactly. I didn't 
try and deceive my way around that fact. Yeah, yeah. That's one silly thing. But I think it's a glaring example of the types of things that people try and sidestep. It is, or the timing of what you do it, right? Like at first when you're thinking to yourself, you're kind of riddling, you know, I mean, even though you knew you were going to tell her, you know, and you just came like you, and she was saying that too, like you guys just kind of had that immediately knowing this in a lot of ways, but you know, you had to make the decision, is this going to turn her off? And you know, it's, what's the outcome? Will this kind of kill the heat that we got going on right now or any of those kinds of things? In the beginning, getting that kind of transparency, it, it has comes with some riddling because we're not trained to know that that's okay. We're trying to kind of, will this bring us closer? Does she really need to have this information, right? I mean, maybe this should just play out on this. Why should I volunteer it, right? You know, where you just knew that transparency was crucial to. I think there's a level of that. There's wisdom. There's wisdom that comes with wisdom, okay? <laughs> when you enter into a relationship, like, you just don't go running in and vomiting. Right, you know what I'm saying? Be discerning about exactly what you're pregnant. Yeah, yeah, but. This is about, you know, learning and sharing. Just feeling comfortable enough, what you're saying. Contextually over time. This is about, you build this. Nothing gets built overnight, ever, anywhere. Anything of merit doesn't get built overnight. So if you go into a relationship with the understanding that if it's going to be great, it's going to take a while to build. It makes messages. It makes messages. It makes messages. It makes messages. Mixed messages, 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 messages. messages.